Hi, this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Richard Gold, founder of the Pongo Teen Writing Project. The Pongo Teen Writing Project is a volunteer, nonprofit effort with Seattle teens who are in jail, on the streets, or in other ways, leading difficult lives. The volunteers through the project work with these young people and help them express themselves through poetry and other forms of writing. Hi, Richard. Welcome to Family Confidential. Hi, Annie. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, I'm I'm a writer and um, had the normal bumps in uh, my own teenhood. My my dad died suddenly when I was 15, and I am extraordinarily grateful for the gift of writing because it it, it really got me through some very very hard times. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about about your Pongo Teen Writing Project and more globally um, how. Teens in troubled situations with troubling emotions plus poetry equal something good. Um, to to put it all in context, I, I I've been doing this for um, this kind of work for twenty three years, and I've been constantly learning in the process and deepening my understanding. It's it's been wonderful that way, um, and. What I what I'm realizing is how much the the youth I work with in prisons, in homeless shelters, in psychiatric hospitals have kiss, consistently suffered early childhood trauma, and some of the consequences of that are um, it's our, one one consequence is often described as fragmentation. It's a kind of fundamental confusion that goes even deeper than repression. I mean, repression, we may not remember things, but they're a part of us. Mm -hmm. Um, When people have trauma and overwhelmed, um, there are things they may remember, there are feelings they may have and not know why. There are things they may remember and have no feelings associated with it. One consequence. Another consequence is just in the nature of children, as we understand, to feel personally responsible when yeah. Awful things happen and, and a kind of shame associated with that. And another consequence is how we feel badly about ourselves. So what does poetry do? Where, where does writing and poetry in particular help with that? Well, what it does is, um, it externalizes. My way of thinking about it is that so much of how we view our experience internally is wrapped up in shame, is wrapped up in confusion, is wrapped up in how badly we feel about ourselves so tightly that it's hard to um, express ourselves. It's hard to understand. It's hard to break away from these awful feelings. When we write, we externalize it. We concretize it. We, The youth that with whom I write... What they what they will talk about is um, that all of a sudden they see their experience um, as a bad thing that happened to them rather than that they are bad people. Wow. And I want to stop you there for a second, if sure, I could, because sure. that's that's a really important distinction yes. when when we are kind of locked in place with 
the bad feelings. Um, It's it's almost as if you're with a a roommate that you can't escape from, but you don't even know that there's something separate from yourself. And what you've described, I think, is brilliant in in that the the very nature of writing and having the opportunity to express gets them a little bit of separation from the events and the feelings. That's that's really amazing. And and another thing that I believe that you and your you the parents who are listen to your um, broadcasts understand very well is um, how important it is to feel listened to. So that the writing not only um, changes our relationship to the things that have happened to us, and there's value in that by itself, but when there is this opportunity to share and be heard, mm-hmm. um, it is um, it's ex- it's an ecstatic experience, and the creative experience is an ecstatic experience. So we have. We'll sit down with youth and they will write about um, horrible things and um, and they may cry while they write. And afterwards, they'll go, wow, this is oh, this is cool. This is so cool. I didn't know I was a writer. I mean, I, we have a finale at the psych hospital. We just had one recently, uh, our project there. And. I said to the kids at the beginning, how many of you wrote with Pongo? And, you know, and one kid said, and I'm a great writer. And I, oh, and how many of you are a great writer? And all of the hands went up again. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, this, the, the ability to, again, integrate feelings, experience, change that, to feel heard, to have a different view of themselves and in, in, um, as creators, um, it's transformative. And we have, my own background is in poetry. Um, Pongo works very closely with psychiatrists from the medical school here at the University of Washington in Seattle. And um, we've done some research and we know, we've done surveys of 800 kids in juvenile detention and the psych hospital who worked with us. Now, you can imagine the youth in this environment, mm-hmm. how angry and confused they might be. Um, and a third of the youth, we seek out kids who haven't written before. So a third of our writers are new to writing. One question, did you enjoy writing with Pongo? 100 percent. 800 kids, 100 percent. Are you proud of your writing? 98 percent. And one of the statistics that I may be most proud about and excited about is that 74 percent, almost three quarters, wrote about things that they normally don't talk about. This is so important because if you've got those feelings locked up and you, quote, normally don't talk about it, where do they go? Where do exactly. those feelings go? Exactly. And yeah. and these poor kids, you know, um, imagine someone who has, I mean, Annie, it, it, I could go on for, longer than our interview, just listing the kinds of traumas that these kids yeah. have had, including incest and rape and terrible, terrible things. seeing murders. Um, and, but when, when they write about it and, and, and so all of the shame there and then the confusing behaviors and confusing relationship to society that land them in a situation of being homeless or in jail 
is an extra burden of shame and confusion, um, which I think is reflects in society in general our inability to deal with the kid's pain. Yeah. So when I'm thinking about um, the extreme of the situations of the youth that you work with yes. versus um, the kids who are the children of my listeners, yes, um, who have a relatively sweet life, and yes. yet and yet still. Um, the adolescent years being what they are, there is, I think, just in, innate confusion, alienation, um, an inability to deal with intense emotions, sometimes very destructive emotions. So I'm, I'm going to turn to you now and, and ask how in more normalized settings, in, in yes. schools, for example, do teachers um, work with students around your Pongo teen writing model? Well, the model, um, I'm, I am completely in sympathy with how much youth are dealing with and the issues of identity and bullying and social issues and concerns about the future are, are huge. Now, the model itself is applicable with anybody. The, um, uh, Perhaps as part of this, we're talking about this, a book I just published about writing with at-risk youth. And we have a website with writing activities on it. But the philosophy behind what we do um, includes acceptance and listening at one level um, and not being critical of youth writing. In other words, we don't need to fix and we don't try to fix we fix spelling and grammar without comment ourselves and help the youth type it up and give them something to be proud of but beyond that there are criteria of providing poetic structures we use fill in the blank poems as one example but they're poems on things that are important to youth for example Mm -hmm. lessons of courage and fear Mm -hmm. you know in my life i've known courage um, I've discovered it when in my life I've known fe- fear. I discovered it when. And these fill in the blank poems wow. are on the website available for any teacher to download and use with a class. Also available for any youth to fill in with the option of sending it to us mm-hmm. and we write back to every youth. You know, I, I really love this, the simplicity of that. You know, I've experienced fear when, yes. um, and, and, that's really something in the hands of a, a caring parent in a safe environment at home, starting with children much younger than, than teenagers, could become kind of a, a sharing and a way for parents and children to better understand each other, I'm thinking. Um, I, I think that the ability to talk on this level um, is a wonderful gift, and it's... Parents and children, I mean, it's your mission to facilitate that level of communication. Writing and poetry is a wonderful way to do it. Absolutely. And, and in, in the philosophy of this kind of, how we introduce poetry to youth is we don't say this is good for you. We don't say you should write poetry. We say we're interested in what you have to say and our belief is is to ask you to just write from the heart about mm-hmm. who you are. And so we approach it as listeners, not as therapists, not as mm-hmm. 
people suggesting what what the youth should do. Um, and the way we introduce it is by sharing poetry. So we read poetry to the kids, poetry by other kids, and they feel that this is something they can do. They feel their stories represented. And again, our website has a lot of poetry. A lot of it is dealing with serious things, but mm-hmm. there is a lot of teen poetry out there that you know, people I, could share. I, I'm also thinking what you just said about being heard and yeah. how important that is for all of us, especially for youth who, as I said before, often feel isolated and alienated, even even though um, we as adults might hear what they have to say. Sometimes we're, we're too busy to really listen. We're hearing it, but we're not really right. listening. And that feeling of acceptance, this is an, an invitation. And what you just said, I'm interested in what you have to say. That may be the first time anyone has ever said that to, the, to this young person. And, and what a wonderful invitation that is. And then to provide an ongoing um, format and, and opportunity for them to continue, yes. continue to share. That's really wonderful. I'm wondering if you have any samples of teen poetry right there at hand? I, I do, actually. Okay. Um, be, on the website, we get 500 poems a year, youth from all over the country. Um, I'd like to read your poem. The story behind it is I came back home after a, a Christmas party at a friend's house one night. And there on my computer at 10, 12 at night were poems from a girl. She was talking about cutting and very serious things. But in, in my response, I, I said to her that um, one of the things I appreciated was the strength that, that she showed. And like a lot of the kids, she didn't send me back a letter or a personal response. She sent me back a poem. And this is that poem on strength. She's 16 years old. Okay. I can be as strong as concrete, a solid brick wall, like the ones that I built to surround me, ready to lock myself within the walls, protected and unhurt. I can be as strong as the ocean waves that, that swallow me up whole. Pay attention to my craving waves, the ones that come after you, not giving time to breathe. I will overcome this fear. I can be strong in ways you don't expect. I can be as strong as the stone heart that I carry on my sleeve, able to stay strong and stable through all the hurt that is thrown at me. My strength can be gentle. I can only be as strong as myself, my weakest link, ready to crack under all the pressure. I can be strong and change the world. I can and I will. It's really wonderful. Um, I'm very touched by that. So, we took that poem and we created an activity, a fill in the blank. So now other kids are using that model to send us their own strength poems. Lovely. Wow, Richard. Um, this is this is a real honor for me to talk to you. And um, be- before we close, please give my listeners... Um, the link to your website so they can find out more about the program and to read some more really um, amazing examples of, of teen poetry. Wonderful. The, the website is pongoteenwriting.org. Pongo, P-O-N-G-O, teen, teenager writing.org. That's great. And, and it's a place where, where teens can submit 
their own writing. So teens, they can create their writing online and they have the choice. They can print it out. They can mail it to themselves and their friends. They can send it to me. They make those choices. We don't publish every poem, the poems that come in because uh, because of their personal nature. Really? We choose a few to publish, but we have hundreds of poems on there that people can read. Again, teachers can download the writing activities that are there. And we have other techniques too that we share there and then the book I published. This is such for a, teachers. Such use. important important work. Um, Thank you so much. I'm 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 really very so uh, I'm thrilled that, that you're doing this, that you've been doing it um, for so long and I can only imagine um, the benefit that you've you've made in the lives of so many young people. So kudos to you. Oh thank you very much and, and to you. Thank you for all you do. Okay. Um, this is great, and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. Thanks a lot. This is Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with teens and parents, visit AnnieFox.com. And check out my book, Teaching Kids to Be Good People. And tune in next week when my guest will be Michelle Anthony, author of Little Girls Can Be Mean. Four Steps to Bullyproofing Girls in the Early Grades. Until then, happy parenting! Mm-hmm.